Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast. I'm Andrew Mearns, joined by Kun Shah. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. The Yankees are not frustrating these days. Yeah, well, I mean, they're uh, frustrating in their own way. I will say oh, that yeah. last night was not particularly frustrating since that was a thankfully slam dunk win, which uh, I feel like has not been too common in the second half. But thank you to Oswaldo Cabrera and Gleyber Torres for your dingers. Very nice of you. Yes. Gleyber Torres homering twice in the same inning. Yeah, that is something that we have not seen since Alex Rodriguez in 2009 when he uh, got to 30 homers and 100 RBIs on the last day of the season by hitting two in one inning. Yeah. <laughs> and then that created a great Mark Teixeira gif where he's like, ah! <laughs> I forgot that that's what that was in reference to. Yeah, yeah. I Sometimes I do miss Mark Teixeira's goofy-ass faces. Yeah, and that's pretty much the extent of it <laughs> yeah his, his glove was good too and no no absolutely the dingers uh but yeah this is not the mark Teixeira podcast this is more the aaron judge podcast because aaron judge has 60 home runs yeah yeah that's some would say that's good i believe you can calculate the numbers to confirm that it is quote good <laughs> yes if you do the math 30 yeah. plus 30 equals 60 equals good. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do the math, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. I've, I'm learning all new, all sorts of things on the Pinstripe Alley podcast. Yeah. So, we, we, yeah. we call that sabermetrics. <laughs> <laughs> I like sabermetics more. <laughs> it sounds like something that uh, John Sterling would call it. Like, yeah. uh, let's well, be real to this year. <laughs> there was like a WFAN host who kept just referring to a cyber matrix. And I was like, God, like stop being purposely ignorant. <laughs> There, I mean, for a while, uh, way back when Susan Waldman was calling it cybermetrics, but I think that was just a mistake on her end. <laughs> yeah, that I'll pass up as just not knowing. Like the the, the, the WFAN host was hundred percent just being annoying. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, but uh, Aaron Judge got to fifty nine home runs over the weekend in Milwaukee, and he did not wait around to hit number sixty. He got it in the ninth inning on Tuesday night against the Pirates. And obviously that kickstarted its own crazy rally from down four in the ninth to suddenly winning on a Giancarlo Stanton walk-off grand slam, which we can get into a little bit more. But Judge is at 60 home runs, and that was just such a cool moment to see and let him really exult in it, even if like in the in the moment he was very much like, eh, well, I don't really want to do like full curtain call because we're still losing by a lot in the ninth, but yeah. Yeah, no, the Giancarlo Stanton uh, Grand Slam definitely helped just be able to properly celebrate Judge hitting 60, because even Judge would would have been like, who cares about 60? We still lost if like, especially like if they lost like eight to five, like, yeah, it wasn't even particularly close score. Um, So kudos to Giancarlo for deciding to wake up at least a little bit there. What a teammate, (laughs) really. Yeah. He's like, look, man, you need to be able to be happy about this in the post game. So let's just win the damn thing, huh? Yeah, I, I will, I will argue with the uh, counter a little point when you said uh, he didn't wait too long. I feel like he waited a little long because, like, waiting till the ninth inning. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait, he didn't wait a, like a game or two into the homestand. He did it I'm in the first game. So, <laughs> but you know, he got to sixty cool to see the Maris family in attendance to watch and they'll be there throughout the week I think as he tries to tie Maris against the Red Sox and surpass him so it's just a remarkable achievement and the fact that he's now leading all the triple crown categories too it's just the cherry on top like oh by the way he's going for the triple crown on top of this yeah I feel like two weeks ago it was just like Obviously, we were talking about the home runs and the RBIs, but like the the batting average, the triple crown wasn't really in the conversation. Then all of a sudden, Aaron Judge just went into Aaron Judge mode, and yeah, yeah, it, t- it took a little bit of a stumbling by Luis Arise to uh, bring it back to a competition again. But you know, that's the nature of the uh, the batting title race, which like you know, I can't tell you the last time I really cared about that. But it's fun to be like, yeah, Judge, get those uh, doubles or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever cared about it like, outside of just laughing when, like, the the team will sit a guy just to make sure he doesn't lose the batting average in yeah. the last game of the season. But he's leading now in home runs, RBI, and uh, batting average. And also, just because he got to win the Tabor Metric Triple Crown, too, he's leading in batting average, OBP, and slugging, and OPS, and OPS+. Plus. <laughs> Aaron Judge, just leading the world. Yeah, also runs um for fun he's leading that uh by fan graphs he's already at a 10 win season which is frankly absurd and has not been done by a yankee since alex rodriguez he is at 10.7 fan graphs war 10.7 yeah um incredible 
yeah like <laughs> what else can you say this is just a truly absurd season that we we may never see the likes of again until next year yeah that's yeah that's true You're like <laughs> all right judge what are you doing now 2023 <laughs> just until next year yeah yeah, that, that that's when uh Kunj is gonna be like, okay, let's see what you can really do now, man. Yeah. Now time to now time to really play baseball. Yeah. All right. This is just the warm-up, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this is this, the stretch before he exercises. I'm glad that he's doing this in his contract year to uh really drive home the point of like, yeah, you should have extended me sooner. And too bad. Yeah. And we could talk about like the off season stuff when we get to the off season. But uh, yeah, that, I don't think they can let this guy go. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to go into the details of it. I'm just going to go in and say, give him whatever the hell he wants, Hal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about the Stanton slam a little bit, too, because that was a game Much that needed. looked like it was going to be extremely frustrating and annoying because the Yankees kept stranding runners and only getting like one run here and there. And the Pirates kept countering because the bullpen had a bad day. And suddenly you go from, oh, crap, we've lost three of four to the Brewers and Pirates to, oh, my God, Aaron Judge has 60 home runs and Giancarlo Stanton hit a walk-off grand slam. Yeah. No, the, the ninth inning saved what was definitely do, like setting up to be just, like you said, a very annoying and frustrating game. Honestly, it was just an annoying and frustrating game. It wasn't setting up to be. It just was an annoying yeah. and frustrating game outside of that ninth inning. Yeah, the, yeah, the ninth inning was the balm that made you be like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to ignore the rest of that in my mind because that was stupid. Yeah, and then luckily Judge comes in, kind of like wakes him up a little bit, and then you know everyone behind him does a good job of getting on base for Giancarlo. Giancarlo, who... Hadn't really been hitting since coming off the IL. Wasn't really sure what he was going to do there, but, you know, he did Giancarlo Stanton things. Yeah, and I think the key thing there was that uh, Will Crow, the poor Pirates pitcher who, you know, faced five batters and did not get anyone out. He just served up a fat changeup and was, like, right inside Giancarlo's happy zone. And even though Stan has, has been struggling with fastballs, Sam had a good article about that yesterday on PSA that I'd recommend people checking out. But... Because this was off speed, Stan was able to really just jump on it and hit a 118-mile-per-hour piss rocket, as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the technical term for it? Yeah, that's. I believe that's what um, that's what they called it, Ben, days of yore. You yeah. know? <laughs> what a game. That was, yeah. uh, again, like really saving what was going on with the Yankees because they that Brewers series, as much as the finale was nice seeing Judge hit get hit two home runs and reach 59 and they came back to win that game early. The first two games were not very fun to experience either. No, not at all. Um we saw some some August offense rearing its head in one of those games too and I was just like, oh God, are we back to this? Yeah, and at least that was something I was like really frustrated in the moment about that game but that is one that you could at least take the thousand mile view of a little bit afterwards and say okay that was Brandon Woodruff who is who is also a really good pitcher he's a guy that like I usually roll my eyes when the managers are like Aaron Boone are like oh you got to tip your tap to the uh, other pitcher they did the job today but when it's a guy like Brandon Woodruff then you can be like okay fine that's yeah he can do that against anyone when he's on yeah, and then the other game was the 
the Frankie Montas ex- experience, who I guess we should <sighs> mention has hit the IL. <laughs> yeah, uh, RIP to Frankie Montas. <laughs> um, maybe we will see again this year. Allegedly, they think he could come back and make another start, but... But do we want him to? <laughs> yeah, do we want him to? And that's, that's like what a nightmare trade acquisition because I don't know if I can say that I would feel comfortable starting him in the playoffs, even if like he comes back and shoves for like five innings of like, I don't know, two run ball, maybe. Uh, do you feel more comfortable with that than one of the other starters that the Yankees have? I don't know that assuming, I do because assuming... he has been good in very few of these starts. Yeah, I mean, assuming that, like, the other options are there, i probably put Frankie Montas as, like, seventh or eighth on my, like, depth chart of who <laughs> I trust more to start a game. Like, if Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. I'd probably throw Jameson Tyone there. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, sorry, before Tyone, Severino, as, as long as he's still healthy because – he looked good coming yeah. back. Yeah, that was that was a nice thing that happened last night. Severino came yeah. back with five good so, innings against the Pirates. That's a that was a good little uh, tune up thing for him. I was like, hey, are you got to make uh, essentially another rehab start against the Pirates? And yeah. uh, he looked good. So that's all you and can really ask for. As long as he's healthy, he's my third starter. Like for sure. <laughs> so and in the playoffs, you really only need like four. Yeah. Rotate. You don't need a you don't need a full five or whatever, right? So yeah, well, I that, think um I think in the new playoff format in the championship series, there might be a spot for a fifth starter if like because yeah. they they cut down some of the off days and weird spots. So if the stars line up and they need a fifth starter, I think maybe fair. you use Montas there just because like I don't know if you can really justify using Clark Schmidt or uh to make her mind or anything like that. Um, well, both are ahead of in my depth chart right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, that's the thing. Like, um, Montas has struggled so much. I don't know that I would put him behind Domingo Herman, but I also would not judge anyone who did because Domingo Herman, as much as we don't really like the guy, has pitched decently well since joining the rotation in early August. So he's been doing his job. Frankie Montas has not. And But right now, I think the question comes down to just assuming all everyone's healthy, Frankie Montas or Jamison Tyone. And even though Tyone probably does not have the ceiling of Frankie Montas, his, his floor, I feel like, is much higher. And we were talking about this in the Slack the other day, and I think that really passes stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, but I, and I genuinely, I like, exactly, you hit the, uh, the nail on the head. Like, I don't like Domingo Roman. We have not been shy about this, but I really would put him at a, a, a rotation spot over Montas at this point in the playoffs if they, there was a need for another starter right. after the Cole, after the Cole Cortez, uh, Severino, and Tyone, who would be the top four choices. <laughs> yeah. So Frankie Montas, just totally up in the air. I We don't trust him, even if he comes back. But at least it like sort of explains a little bit why he's been so bad for the most part. He's had, I think he's had like maybe two good starts in there, maybe three, if you want to be generous on one of them, but I'm thinking two was generous. <laughs> well, he, so I'm looking at uh, September 4th against the Rays, five inning, five shutout innings, one hit, seven strikeouts. That's good. It's not long, but yeah. it's good. Um, against the Mets, five and two thirds, he'll add six hits, but only two runs and one walk six strikeouts. So that's, that's solid enough. I think against the lineup like the Mets. And then the other one is um, five innings, two runs against the Red Sox, which is mediocre. We'll be frank. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But the rest of them have just been not good. And I don't know. Yeah. You can't, you can't really trust them if you're 
standing here right now. Maybe he rebounds a little bit, but I don't feel comfortable, especially if like it's a big game four. You can't give the ball to Frankie Montas. He's going to lose it. No, absolutely <laughs> not. And like, and he is under contract for next year as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like during the off season or whatever, like, you know, next year I'm fine with giving, like, you know, giving him a shot in the rotation and stuff like that. But just right now with what's at stake and how much time there's left, it's, it's just not something that like should be happening right now. It's not yeah, something I'm the, very comfortable with. The shoulder is what was giving him problems earlier in the year in Oakland too. Like when he went right. down, it was a few weeks before the trade deadline and he did make it back before to make a couple starts before he was traded. But you know, if it's, this is a recurring problem, then maybe best not mess around with that. Exactly. So that's uh, the joy of Frankie Montas, who uh, is uh, pro- a, a good candidate, we will say, for a Manfred of the Week, we will say. <laughs> but yeah, the only reason he's not mine is because he's injured. So I'll just give it to that. Yeah. Yeah. We will I'll see where nice. we end up going with that one. But, but we, you know who's in, not um, my Manfred of the Week, hmm? Harrison Bader. <laughs> yeah. Harrison Bader. Talk about trade deadline acquisitions that we're finally seeing you know got a had a little soul for a soul thing where we got Bader back and Montas was put on the IL the same day right. but hey it's nice to have an actual, actual elite person. defensive center fielder um, obviously Judge has been doing a great job out there but that's not his natural position and Bader is a good center fielder and he's been making some stuff happen in the lineup too obviously it's just two games but Honestly, I don't remember the last time Aaron Hicks had back-to-back good games or Miguel Andujar or any any of these other fourth outfielders that they've been running out there. And not for nothing, but also just like, obviously in his debut, he's he wasn't like the big trade deadline acquisition, obviously. That's like, you chalk that up to Frankie Montas and Andrew Benintendi, but he was probably one of the most talked about just because of how perplexing that trade was. Right. You know, the, obviously sending Jordan Montgomery and, you know, everything that's uh, happened with Montgomery since going over to St. Louis and, you know, all that. But just him coming in and actually having an immediate impact was just refreshing. And there's a chance, like, just with these two games, he's, like, the best trade deadline acquisition this year because of just what's happened. Obviously, Benintendi was getting off to uh, – was getting going with the bat before he got hurt, which just uh, sucks. But, yeah, so right now the competition is uh, Harrison Bader – and Scott Efros. Yeah. <laughs> Efros, they should also get back uh, tonight against the Red Sox. And that'll be, I think, a big boon for the bullpen because they've been sort of going through a rough patch recently. Yeah. Well, maybe I think it may be just that one game is really sticking out something with the Pirates. But even still, like, Clay Holmes has not been good. Um, Loisga has been mostly good, but, you know, frustrating in points. Peralta had a weird bad game the other day, which was, I will say, was out of character for him. But um, did chalk that up in there. And, you know, Marinaccio, Lutrovino, they give up some runs. So if they can get Efros back in there, that'll, I think, he might instantly be the most reliable reliever in that bullpen once they get him get him uh, going again. Yeah, I mean, as long as he's healthy, I think I trust him more than anybody in there right now. Yeah, I mean, they were using him in the ninth inning, I remember. Absolutely. Because, um, so. you know, Chapman, I think, was either still in the IL or not good. And Holmes was going through a rough patch too. So there is a comfort level there that they can reach with Efros where he could probably close out a game for you if you need to. Exactly. But regardless, he will help out out there. Yeah. I will, I will say uh, Lou Trevino has been a very interesting acquisition. Mm-hmm. 
because he hasn't necessarily been bad, but the dude just loves letting inherited runners score. Oh yeah, it's like uh, almost a third of them, I think, have scored yeah. against him. And yeah, we will say that like that home run he gave up the other day was the first home run he's given up since coming to the Yankees. So there is that, but it's it's not a comfortable watch. I would say he. I think I still feel okay about him, but it's not and like. Oh, good. Luke Trevino's. Yeah. He's definitely like the hand him a clean inning reliever, though. Not like, hey, let's give him with uh, an inning with like one or two men on. Yeah, sort of like uh, Miguel Castro was earlier in the season, who we right. may see at some point because he's rehabbing, but I don't know exactly what the timetable is. So Yes, he also potentially exists. Yes. <laughs> and Albert Abreu, <laughs> who is also doing rehab assignments. And I think he's even less welcome in the bullpen from Yankees fans, but who knows? Yeah. In better rehab or uh, injury news, DJ LeMahieu may be coming back this series, according to Brian Hoke, yeah. which was I, don't, I, was I don't a know, surprised about. <laughs> I don't really know how I feel about it, though, because they're like, you know, he's trying to he's trying to work up to 100 percent. They're going to try to get him as close as he can. But if he's still not a guy who can get a lot of power with his uh, with a swing right now just because of his foot injury, then I don't know how much that's actually helping you. And maybe it's better to just stick with the infield that you have right now. Um, obviously, we can. We've been we've been picking nits about Isaiah Connor Falefa all year long, but that's not obviously that's not a move that really impacts Lemayhew at all. So no, he would I be do... going in for Glaber, who's suddenly finding the, his swing, or Josh Donaldson, who again we don't really love, but he's hitting a little bit better lately and is at least an elite defender at third. And I don't know about how. LeMay Hughes' defensive ability may be impacted by the foot injury as well. So, yeah. Yeah, but have you considered that I like DJ LeMayhew more than Josh Donaldson? <sighs> yeah, I guess it's something. <laughs> but, like, uh, the, 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 way, the main thing I'm worried about right now, which is, I, I mean, uh, something that August Mearns would not really believe, is that I don't want Glaber Torres' bat out of the lineup in favor of DJ LeMay Hughes. No, so, no, not at all. Not I guess a, if you're swapping him in for Donaldson here and there, that's fine, but I don't think you you should rely on him to be like your everyday starting player, especially if he's batting like leadoff up there, because that's where he was for a long time, too. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously it depends on how much the injury is actually healed, because we've seen last year and this year, if this guy's hurt even a little bit, it impacts a lot of what he's doing. And what he's able to do, rather. So you don't want him coming in, playing through. And they did say that he probably won't be fully healed until the off season. But I probably still like having him on the bench more than man who's not going anywhere, Marvin Gonzalez. Well, yeah, but he's yeah, he's still just going to be around. I think whenever LeMahieu comes back, they'll probably just demote Peraza again, which is unfortunate. But I mean, yeah. he's not playing, so whatever. Hey, he played yesterday. <laughs> did he? Yeah, he did. Uh, he pinch hit for Donaldson, actually, I think. Did he? Was that, that yesterday? Have... Yeah, he pinch hit for Donaldson and then came in at shortstop and then uh, IKF moved from short to third. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, they just pinch hit for him because it was a blowout. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, not like not like he, he the, the, they put uh, Donaldson was in the bad fight. It was after, um, after Judge was walking the eighth, and then uh, he was uh, uh, the Castro pinch ran for him because it was like four, uh, it was like whatever it did, eleven to two, I think at that point. Then, yeah, then, uh, then Glaber hit a second home run of the inning. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> and then they're like, all right, Donaldson, you don't need to play anymore. Yeah, all right, we're good. <laughs> all right, fair enough. But yeah, so Peraza's not really playing, so he's probably going to go down for Lemayhew. So 
that's the general injury update. Um, there's a chance maybe Matt Carpenter, uh, Andrew Benatendi would come back in a playoff round. It sounds like, but it's Andres had an article about this that came out today. It was just like a, the Yankees really can't bank on that, and I don't think that they going they're going to. It's more just like something that they're thinking about if those guys can get back to healthy again. But it's also something like. I wonder if they can really afford to just throw them into a playoff lineup with like one or two games, if that of like, yeah, have, I mean, you know, <laughs> at, at this point, I'm not even, I think I have more faith or more of an idea of what I would want out of like a Matt Carpenter. If he's activated to just be like an option off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously I don't think he's starting with like everybody else who's healthy. Uh, ben Intendi, obviously, you know, he, gives you uh, a lot more in like left field or whatever than like an Oswaldo Cabrera. But at this point, I don't think I would necessarily activate Benintendi in a playoff round and put him uh, automatically starting over Oswaldo. Yeah. You know, Oswaldo hasn't been like necessarily fantastic with the, with the bat recently. Um, um, sorry. Well, since coming up, but he's found a little bit of a power stroke recently, which is, uh, which has been nice to see in his first mm-hmm. grand, uh, grand slam the other day. And I think at this point, you just, kind of ride it out with him and, you know, put him in there every day wherever he's playing. But I think I'd rather him than Benintendi come in and be activated off a playoff round and uh, for a playoff round and just see what happens there. Yeah, I guess it's all dependent on how quickly their rehabs come. But it's it's definitely something where if they're not playing like in the last week of the season, then I don't know about that. I feel like the Kyle Schwarber thing 2016 when he was like played some Arizona Fall League games and then was in the World Series lineup. That felt like something a little bit different to me uh, because Schwarber was so essential there. And right. I mean, I guess you could argue that like if Matt Carpenter's bat is instantly like it was in July and when he was just hitting a whole bunch of home runs and putting up numbers, honestly, similar to Aaron Judge um, yeah. in limited action, then yeah. But the question is, are you actually going to be getting that or not? So we'll see what the Yankees decide. They may, they may honestly just end up saying, well, we'll carry Matt Carpenter over like a Marwin Gonzalez or a Tim LaCastro because at least like this guy's, as you said, like a good pinch hit option if you need him off the bench. Yeah. And, and that's really all you, you would be getting with uh, Carpenter. Yeah. Like I don't think starting over anybody because maybe DH Car- if you feel like putting Stanton out there, but I, yeah, who knows? Yeah. If you want to start Stanton and left and, but then yeah, who knows? Yeah. We'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah. I guess the nice thing is that we are talking more comfortably about playoffs at this point since the Orioles have fallen off a bit the Yankees could clinch a playoff berth I think as early as tonight against the Red Sox if uh, things go in their favor and their magic number for the AL East which is the one that I'm thinking more about is down to eight because they are six and a half games ahead of the Blue Jays the Phillies lent them a nice assist with an extra innings win last night after losing 18 to 11 the previous day that was a fun score to look at yeah but the the late wins with the against the Pirates or at least the late win, I guess, on more on Tuesday, was pretty key to helping keep the Blue Jays down because they won that game. And if they, if the scores had held up, then it would have been a four and a half game lead entering yesterday. But instead, they came back, and then obviously with yesterday's results, Yankees are six and a half ahead. So feels pretty comfortable on the East right now. Knock on wood. Yeah, I think at this point they'll get there. Just August was just horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it, it was not comfortable seeing a 15 and a half lead whittled down to three and a half, I think, three, the lowest it got uh, to. Three and a half at the low at some point, yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's still not over yet just because this team worries me to no end, but I do feel pretty good about it. I think if the season was like another month longer, but I think the Blue Jays are just really running out of time at this point. Yeah. And thankfully the Rays have fallen off a little bit too. And they're, they're still in the wild card mix for sure, but they have slowed down. They got swept by the Astros. They had Shane McClanahan leave another start. They got their own series of question marks. Yeah. I do think, I mean, I think they're in a comfortable spot in the wild card. They're well, not, yeah. not actually not that comfortable, but I think it's somewhat comfortable. They're a half game up of the Mariners. Mm-hmm. And the Mariners are four games up on the Orioles. Yeah. So that's probably your three uh, wild card teams. Because uh, I don't think Baltimore is going to get in at this point. They're a little bit, again, the, the, I think the, the season's going to run out before they can get really close again. But, yeah, you know, never discount the possibility of the Mariners deciding to Mariner all over again. Pretty much. Yeah. It or, or if the very, Rays want to very... collapse, I would not hate that either. <laughs> I would love for the Rays to collapse. Yeah. I would also personally. love for the Blue Jays to somehow collapse. Yeah, I feel like that's and probably not going to happen. But. <laughs> Yeah, but picture this. Right now, the wild card teams are the Blue Jays, Rays, and Mariners. What if somehow it was the Orioles, White Sox, and Twins? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that was uh, that AL Central has just fallen apart in a hurry too. <laughs> just because the Guardians are like, okay, fine, we will put this away. <laughs> They're basically like, fine. We'll go to the playoffs if nobody else wants to. Yeah, there was a there was a really great quote from Lance Lynn after last night where he was talking about like, like are you surprised that this has happened to the White Sox? And he's like, Well, nothing surprises you, especially when you play like shit all year. <laughs> 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 I appreciate the fourth rate honesty. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Um we are going to now take a short ad break and we will be right back with the end of our podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back, and uh, we have a semi BRF update this week because, uh, for once, Baseball Reference has let us down. Yeah, they haven't updated uh, to include yesterday's 14-2 win over the Pirates. As, according to them, that game is still about to happen. Oh. But you'll be happy to know Aaron Judge still leads the Yankees with a 9.7 B-War. Yep. And, and again, over 10 by Fangrass. And I don't understand exactly how. But since last week, Wandy Peralta has fallen off and Clay Holmes is back on. Clay Holmes back. Probably because Wandy yes. Peralta had that one out against the Brewers where he didn't get anyone out. So Yeah, that... fair enough. And Clay Holmes' first half is just really carrying him on here. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Michael King still hanging around, though. <laughs> yeah. Get but... cold in the bottom half now again because of, you know, just not being able to pitch at Fenway or not being able to limit home runs. Yeah. <laughs> The real victim of the lack of a B ref update, though, is uh, Gleyber Torres, because uh, I feel like with his two home runs in the same inning, he might surge ahead of like a Nestor, but I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know Let's how Didier LeMahieu was still so high up either, but you know, baseball reference likes him a lot. And again, he had a really good yeah. first half. It's funny that Aaron Judge is at 9.7 and DJ LeMahieu's second at 3.7. <laughs> yeah. 
course six wins ahead. That's my MVP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Enough other people have waded into the MVP debate that we don't need to litigate that right now. But yeah, obviously yeah. Aaron Judge is our MVP. <laughs> also, in my mind, there's no debate. Yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so let's move on to the Yankee of the week. Uh, we, again, just like last week, it's Aaron Judge. No shit. But <laughs> um, I, even in, the, in our notes, I've just renamed this section to other Yankee of the week. <laughs> yeah, other Yankee of the week. So who was who your other Yankee of the week? My other Yankee of the week is Harrison Bader. Um, a, for apparently existing, and B, for actually coming in and contributing right away, both obviously on defense, but actually with the bat as well, which we knew that he was going to provide d- defensively because he's been you know touted as an elite def- a defender for a while now. Um, but the bat was obviously the biggest, like, oh, is he even going to do anything? And obviously we're only talking about two games, so it's not really like a huge sample size, and I'm sure things will level out. But just coming in, making an immediate impact when – None of the other trade deadline acquisitions have made an immediate impact, which is really nice. Outside yeah. of like Scott Frost, but <laughs> yeah, and something that I think fans of all ages can agree upon is that it's really nice when a guy shows enough back control to hit the ball through the drawn in infield multiple times for RBI hits, which is what yeah. he did in his debut on Tuesday. Yeah. So shout out Harrison Bader. Hope to see more of you. And uh, or hope to see more of productive you. Maybe not if you're not productive. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. We hope to see more of this you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So, and my uh, other Yankee of the week, I guess we'll give it to Glaber Torres. I think so. Oswaldo Cabrera has slightly better numbers over the past week, but it's close enough. I'll give Glaber the extra credit for the two home runs in one inning because that's pretty hilarious. And you do something that hasn't been done since Arod. You're doing something right. Glaber Torres last week, 429, 500, 810 with two home runs again in the same inning. So, and just to kind of come back to respectability for him because, yeah, so important. He was unplayable for a while. I mean, they were still playing him, but he was unplayable for a while um, there. So, he's had a very weird season in that regard because he was like very up and down. Like, the lows were low and the highs have been high, but uh, it's good time to be at the high right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he does just like lengthen the lineup too. And he's actually hitting too. And I think it's nice to have Anthony Rizzo back in there. I think that's a low key. I don't even know if it's low key, big addition, but just like the big step up and getting him over like Marwin Gonzalez at first base who did hit some random home runs, but is not really a first baseman bat. And Rizzo just has such a good idea of what he's doing at the plate and setting up in the middle of the lineup that he really helps things there too. No, absolutely. And you look at like the lineup, yesterday versus like what the lineup was in like random games in August where like you you'd probably have like Harrison Bader hitting third at some point. If yeah, well, look, case, even earlier this month when IKF was hitting third in some of those games against the twins when I guess they were just getting a little bold, but a little bold and injured, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh well, who is your Manfred of the week? Obviously Aaron Judge. Um <laughs> it's, what a heel turn. He's gonna pick up the pace if he wants to get to 74. Just saying. Yeah, couldn't just going the uh, vindictive route hoping to get Aaron Judge mad, who definitely listens to this podcast and is fuming <laughs> out the ears now like a cartoon character. Like, you know, you know, we've, we've been chugging along nicely, but, you know, you're running out of time, my guy, so pick up the pace. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will also give an on- – so I don't have any real uh, Manfreds of the Week this week, but I'm also going to give an honorary shout-out to IKF, who <laughs> in this past week I genuinely forgot he existed, which is a good thing. And then yesterday I saw his face and I was like, Oh, right. You are on this team. <laughs> so, what an impact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
my Manfred of the week is going to be Clay Holmes because his relief pitching was not good. <laughs> That's it was not a relief. No, no, he allowed a guy who was hitting like 150 at the time to hit a walk-off single against him on Friday night against Brewers. And then he gave up a huge three-run home run that in most situations would have cost the ball game on Tuesday to Rodolfo Castro and the Pirates. And uh, yeah, it was a short porch special, but this is the nature of the Eastern in Yankee Stadium. And also your ground ball pitcher do not let the ball get in the air. And he has been exactly. doing that too much in the past month. Clay Holmes. Figure yourself out, sir. Yeah, God. They need to, as we were saying earlier, hopefully Efros can stabilize the back of the pen. Maybe Chapman will decide to be a normal pitcher again. Probably not, but hey, he was the one guy to be a good reliever on Tuesday. So. Yeah. Ugh. Anywho. So, I think that'll do it for us. The Yankees have a four-game set against the Red Sox coming up, which all eyes will be on Judge. Um, ideally, they take three or four at least, but, you know, Red Sox going to Red Sox, so who knows? Red Sox and the Red Sox, more likely Yankees going to Yankee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, the next series coming up is the Blue Jays series, which could end up being a potential AL East clinch scenario for them just because it's head-to-head. So we will right. keep our eyes out for that. Maybe um, if things, if circumstances want to transpire where it's clinch sooner, I'm not going to complain. But that's probably what we're most likely looking at. Fingers crossed for that. Yeah. And I think we'll probably see you guys right after that series again. Yeah. Yeah, and the the only other thing that could make this interesting is that the Yankees have a bad series against the Red Sox, and then the Blue Jays suddenly make it a lot closer, and then they get to play them head-to-head. But, uh, Let's not talk about that. <laughs> no, we don't want that to happen, and I think Aaron Judge will not allow that to happen. So no. we have confidence in the MVP. <laughs> yes, MVP. <laughs> yep. All right, so that'll do it for us on the Pinstripe Alley podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Pinstripe Alley. You can follow me on Twitter at Merns PSA. Uh, what is your dessert recommendation for the week? Uh, Thrust Letches Cake. Thrust Letches Cake is very good. That is, yes. That's a good audible. I'm surprised is, that that's the first thing that jumped to your brain, but I appreciate it. It has jumped very highly in my power rankings of dessert recently. It's key. It just, it's just never a miss. Yeah. <laughs> I had some Jenny's ice cream last night, which I would also recommend, but Jenny's is also just always good. Yeah. All right. So... We'll talk to you later. Let's go Yankees. Let's go judge. Pass Maris and get some more. Go for bonds. Go for bonds, damn it. (laughs) 